0: May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way. Remember, I don't know if kids still do this or not,
1: but uh, remember um, the, the old um, dot to dot? They still do that? Is there, they still do that? <laughs> so, you, so you got this piece of paper and it's, and it's got a bunch of dots on it. And it doesn't look like anything, right? And then you start, you know, and all of a sudden you've got a line. Or you've got a bear, you know. You've got a a, pic, a boy on a swing. There, it, it becomes evident what it is, and I think that's what church is sometimes. I think that uh, a lot of times God is doing something, and to us it looks like a bunch of dots. Uh, but when He gets done, we say, "Wow, look at the picture that He was drawing." And uh, yesterday was my anniversary—not to Renee, but uh, uh, I was voted in May fifteenth uh, as, as your pastor. And very special to me and a great privilege to be the pastor. Um, kind of ironically, what we're going to preach this morning is really what I've been trying to preach for since I've been voted as a pastor. And, uh, uh, but when I say connect the dots, and I don't know if anybody can see this or not, but I was sitting in Sunday school and I was listening and I was thinking about how what I've been trying to say since I've been a pastor and how what we've been doing on Wednesday night and how what Josh has been doing on Sunday morning and just all of it, how when you start connecting the dots, you get a picture. You get a picture that maybe we couldn't see before, right? And sometimes they think, what does this have to do with anything? But when you get it all done, there's a picture there and it is amazing. So so let's read uh, Romans chapter 3. If you're able, we'd ask you to stand. We'll start reading verse number 5. But if our... Unrighteousness, commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid. For then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. What then? Are we better than they? No and no wise. For we have... Before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no. Not one, amen, let us pray. <clears throat> how I thank you, Father, for your word, how I thank you for your precious people that are here, the privilege of of standing before them, Lord, behind the sacred desk. I pray they would not see me, I pray your holy Spirit would would open hearts, Lord, we would understand your word, I pray in Jesus holy name, and amen. <clears throat> so a very uh powerful, powerful scripture before us. I've always thought, for years and years I've thought this, but if you understand what Paul is saying here, I think this is a very powerful um, explanation of what Paul is preaching. So if if you get what the argument is going on here, someone is listening to Paul and they said this, the way it sounds like you're preaching, it's all about grace and we're not any good. And if that be the case, then if I do bad, it just makes God look good. Because the more bad I do, the more His grace shines. So shouldn't I get credit for making God look good? That's that's the argument, right? God's grace is good, whether I'm good or not. And if I do bad, that just makes His grace look better. So I ought to get credit for being bad, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right? And so they go on, and then they say this if by my lying, if I, if I lie, that just shows how great God's grace is, I'd lie a little bit more. Right? That's, that's the argument going on here. And then Paul says this. He, he, he knows that people are arguing with him because he has been preaching about grace. And then he, goes on, then he says that there are some who will say, they slander me and they affirm that I say, let us do evil that good uh, may, may come. So what was Paul preaching to bring these accusations? Do you know what Paul was preaching? We're saved by grace. It ain't about you guys. It's about him. (laughs) And see, I've been trying to preach this for a long time. And here's what people like to say because they don't understand. People like to say, if you preach what Gary preaches, people will live any way they want to live. If you preach it's all about grace and it isn't about you guys. Then people are gonna live any way you want to. That's exactly what they was arguing with Paul about. That is exactly what they was arguing about. They were hearing the message Paul was preaching, which is the same message I'm preaching, which is the same message as all gospel preachers preach, is that it is not about us, it is about Jesus. And they said if you preach that, people will live anyway they want to. But can I tell you, it's still all about grace? it's still all about grace, right? And so we're going to dig into this a little bit deeper and, and try to have an understanding of it. So as we work our way through the... Uh, so we've been teaching now for I don't know how many weeks how many, how many weeks have been in Romans, but since the very beginning of the book until this very time Paul has been stacking up argument upon argument upon argument upon argument. Whether you're raised in church, whether you wasn't raised in church, whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Gentile, whatever your family is, whatever your uh, raising is, whatever you're good. If you go to church every Sunday, if you don't go to church every Sunday, whatever your situation is, you're guilty. That is the verdict. You are guilty. There are no good people. You're all guilty. And in verse number nine, he says, that they, they said, are we better than they? And he said, no, uh, not rather, but, or I'm sorry, verse number nine, uh, <clears throat> what then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise for We have both proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. Paul has been arguing through all these verses. Everybody is a sinner. Everybody is guilty. Listen, if you had a good Christian mom and dad and you were raised in church, praise God, but you're still guilty. If you were raised out in the woods and never heard of Jesus Christ before, you're still guilty. If you go to church and wear a, a good Christian clothes and carry a good King James Bible and you do all the right things, you're still guilty. Everybody is guilty. Everybody's guilty. And there's one answer. Jesus Christ. That's the only answer. You're not going to go to heaven without it. we got this thing, We got this thing so twisted around. How arrogant is, I, I think this is so profound if you guys get hold of this. How arrogant is it for you to think that you're going to make up a heaven by trying harder? How arrogant is that? Can I tell you there will be one reason I go to heaven? and That is Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing else will get me there. It won't be that I live good. It won't be that I did the right things. It won't be that I did, it, it will be Jesus Christ. I heard a preacher say this, if this makes sense to any of you guys. I heard a preacher say this, if you think the devil can take your salvation away, then you need to get down every day and thank the devil that you're still saved. <laughs> now just let that sink in a little bit. If you're still, if Satan can keep you from going to heaven and Satan can get, take your salvation away and you have your salvation day, you need to get down on your knees and say, thank you Satan that I'm still saved. Is anybody following my argument? Can I tell you, it isn't Satan? It is Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ. He's the one who saves us. He's the one who keeps us. He's the one that will get us there. So, very plain language, easy to understand. If you can't understand this, I, 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 this is, this is real simple, guys. Uh, the, 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 the five year olds here ought to be able to understand this. Do I need to explain this to you? There is none righteous. Do I need to explain that? No, not one. So how many are righteous? I I mean, people, this, this is what the Bible says. There's none righteous. There is none that understandeth. Look at this next part. There is none that seeketh God. I don't have time to preach that out, but the Bible says, no man cometh to the Father unless he is drawn. Can I just tell you, you guys weren't looking for Jesus. He came looking for you. Amen. And he, you didn't find Him. He found you. Because you were running away from Him, and He brought you in. So no one is looking for God, and no one is good. Everyone is sinful. That's what the Bible teaches very, very clearly. In verse number 12, they are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. And he says it again, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. I don't know how we can make that plainer. I don't know how we make that clear. Now, <clears throat> here's, I think, where some people get confused. Is this talking about before you get saved or after you get saved? Both. I never did understand how, if you almost everybody agrees, if you can't be good enough to make it to heaven without Jesus and you need a savior, how is it that after you get a savior, you can be good enough to stay saved? I never did understand that. If your righteousness wouldn't get you there, how's it going to keep you there? It won't, right? It's about Jesus Christ. It's the that's the only way to get to heaven. No other way to get there. So here's my here's my challenge this morning. So. Here, here's what it appears to me, and I, I, I want this to be helpful. I don't want this to be a, uh, a critical message. I want this to be a helpful message. But here's where I perceive the church is at. Between Sunday school, between Wednesday night, between all that. You guys have been tracking. You guys have been doing really good. We've been having these, where we have the participation. It seems like everybody's giving the right answers. <clears throat> so Josh says this a little bit differently than I do, but here's what your pastor has, has been saying. And here, and everybody says, Amen. It's all about Jesus. Amen? Come on, help me. It's all about Jesus. Amen? Everybody says it's all about Jesus. J- Josh says this way it's Jesus living through it. Same thing. Now, this was, now everybody tracking with me. I, we say it's not about us. Amen? Amen? It's not about us. It's about Jesus. Josh says we can do nothing. Same thing. It's, it's the same thing. We can do nothing. It's not about us. It's all about Jesus. We say that we are all sinful. Every last one of us here this morning is sinful, even if you are a Christian. And we all say amen. Amen. Only through the blood of Jesus Christ will anybody go to heaven. Only way to go to heaven. No other exception. All of our goodness is filthy rags before Jesus. Now that's plainly what the Bible teaches, that that's, we've tried to preach that, we've tried to promote that, that it seems like God has really tried to get that, and it seems like almost everybody here is now uh, saying the right things. So I'm not, not making this a critical message, I'm trying to be helpful. So here's my concern. It seems like, even in what we just did, it seems like most everybody is in agreement, yes, it's all about Jesus, not about us, we're all sinful, none of our righteousness is filthy, filthy rags. We seem to all agree on that. So as I thought about this message, I don't think I need to convince you guys to agree with me, but I do want to question, are you living it out? Because you can say it's all about him and still live like it's all about you. You can say you're going to heaven by the blood of Jesus, but still live like you're going to heaven because you're good. So I want, to, I want to try to clarify that, that though we have the right answers and we know the answer to the question, I want to clarify, are you living like it's all about Jesus? Are you living like it's all about you? And, and I, I want us to understand that. So I'm have I have, uh, um, uh, I'm going to try to just make this, uh, I guess, right down where we live, right where the rubber meets the road, as they say. <clears throat> so point number one is, if you'd like to take notes, um, and, and this uh, is, is I think will be a, a little bit interesting when we get to the end. Um, what we do, what we do, and what I mean by that is <clears throat> what we do, the things Gary does makes him acceptable to God. Do you know that's false doctrine? D- d- are you guys with me that That is false doctrine. God is not looking down on Gary and say, Well, he pastored that church. I really owe him. I think I let him go to heaven. You know, that's false doctrine, that, that's heresy. God, that's not how this thing works so what we do does not make us acceptable to God I am acceptable to God because of Jesus Christ that's the only way I'm acceptable to Jesus so what we do is is the our goodness our works our things uh, people say they don't think they're they're saved by faith or they don't think they're saved by works but then they think their works is what's going to get them into heaven and it's and it, you can't have it both ways so let's go, uh, let's look at some things. And what I'm trying to get you to see, I don't know if I'm doing a very good job explaining this. I think we have some people in this church who, who will amen when we say it's all about Jesus, and they will amen when they say they're sinners, but they're, they're not living that way. And possibly it just hasn't clicked yet. Possibly they just don't, hasn't quite registered yet. But there is a drastic difference between living For you and living for Jesus. So I've labeled it this way just to kind of help me think about it. uh, uh, Road markers. When you're on the road... Title to the message is the two ways. There's two ways to live the Christian life. There is a Christian life that's all about you and what you can do and how you can live. And there's a Christian life that's all about Jesus and how who he is, right? That's the two Christian lives. And that's how almost all Christians live their life. It's either all about them or all about Jesus. That's how we live. So if you're on the road, you say, Pastor, I know it's all about Jesus. And I know that nothing I can do contributes. Well, let's look at the road markers. Brother Terry, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but. Um, I don't know how long ago this has been, but but quite a long time ago. But me and Renee went to Tennessee, just the two of us, and she was tired. And I said, honey, just take a nap. It'll be just fine. I got this. And so we're driving, and we drove, and we drove. And I was on the right road, but I was going the wrong direction. Okay? (laughs) And we drove for an hour and a half or so, and she's asleep, and and I'm thinking to myself, I don't think that's where we're supposed to be going. And I seen another sign, I thought, I don't think we're going the right way. And I was on the right road, I was going the wrong way. And I drove, and I thought to myself, oh, now I gotta wake up Renee and tell her I went the wrong way. And it's like, it's like my point is, I was on the road, but the road marker started saying, you're going the wrong way. We need some road markers. That say, this is the road you're on. So if you think you're on the road that it's all about Jesus, I want you to see if you've seen any of these road markers. <clears throat> Let me say this, I'm not criticizing, I'm trying to help you, maybe it hasn't clicked with you yet, but I want you to understand when you're on the road that it's, that it's all about you, when you're on the road that, of what the things that you do, that is human nature. That is, how we, that is how we are all wired. we got to get off that road. we got to get on the other road. When I finally turned the truck around and we went the other way, now the road signs started saying, okay, you're going in the right direction, right? I started realizing I'm going in the right way, right? So it matters which way you're going, and we've got to pay attention to the road signs. So heres I want to ask you some questions. I want you to be honest. I'm not beating anybody up. I just want you to be honest, because if you won't be honest this morning, this message won't do you any good. Do you read your Bible... Do you pray? Do you go to church? Do you give to the Lord? Do you work for God so He will be happy with you? Because if you do, that's a road sign that says you're going in the wrong direction. (laughs) Okay? Now, we should read our Bible, we should pray, we should go to church. But that does not make God like you. Right? Right? But sometimes we think that, don't we? Now, how about just just to turn that around? I don't lie. I don't cuss. I don't drink. I don't commit adultery. I don't look at porn because I don't want God to be mad at me. That's a road sign. Now, should we lie, cuss, look at porn? No. But it isn't because God, it isn't so God won't be mad at me. Right? It it is because I want to please him. So, I hear this said a lot, um, but I want you to think about this. This makes so much sense to me if I get this across to you guys. If we really, now if you really believe, I think we got, I think, got, Sister Richard, I think we got one of the best churches in the whole entire country. I really do. I think you guys are just absolutely phenomenal. But even though I think you guys are so great, I think every last one of you is sinners, okay? <laughs> okay. We got that clear? Okay. So I think you guys are great, but I think we're all sinners. So if I recognize that all of you are sinners, uh, why would I be surprised if one of those sinners sins? Did that sink in? So here's what we hear, here's what we say. Well, I know I'm not perfect, and by that I mean I've probably messed up a time or two, but by and large, I'm not that bad. I know I'm not perfect, but I can't believe what Sister woman did. I just I can't believe she calls herself a Christian and does that. Is this, is this registered with you guys? <laughs> is this registered with you guys? What I should be saying is, well, for number one, what I can assure you, whatever this woman is doing to discourage you, you're probably doing just as bad or worse than what you're doing, right? But I also want to say is, uh, that's what I expect, because it's not about us. We're a bunch of sinners, right? See, when we have the conception, I don't have time to preach this out, but we have the conception that you get saved and the only way you make it to heaven is that you always are perfect and you never do any sin, then we have to have to come up with a belief system that says Christians don't sin, and then if a Christian ever does sin, we say, oh, they sinned. But if we have a doctrine that says we're all sinners and we're not good and we get to heaven because of our, uh, because of Jesus and not because of ourselves, we're not really that surprised that Christian people do things they shouldn't do. And why do Christians do things they shouldn't do? Because they're living in the flesh. And they're not letting Jesus rule their lives. And we're trying to learn not to do that, but we're still learning. And we don't have any people here who have that all perfected, including the pastor. So what I ought to do is I ought to say, oh, man, I really feel for Sister Wilma. She's she messed up again. God help her. Do we hear that from one another? Do we hear that from one another? Oh, I can't believe that, Sister Wilma. I'm just picking on you, honey. I, I can't believe how I. I mean, she calls herself a Christian. I don't believe anybody wants to be around her. You know what we should be saying? God help her. She's struggling right now, just like I've been struggling. I'm trying to get across to you. The way we live, what we say with our mouth, it's all about Jesus, doesn't always come out in the way we live our lives. And the way we live our lives ought to be, we're all messed up and we all need some help. Amen? I've been around church long enough to know that that there's a lot of things going on in church that shouldn't go on in church, but it is because people are living in the flesh and not living in the spirit. Amen? Now here's one, and again, I don't want this to be beating you up. I just want you to think about this, because I hear this a lot in this church. I am so unworthy. I don't know if I'm going to make it to heaven. Well, let me agree with you. You are unworthy. I I agree with you. (laughs) Every one of you is unworthy, right? Ain't none of you worthy. I don't know if I should take the Lord's Supper. I'm, I feel so unworthy. Join the crowd. We're all unworthy. There's none of us that are good. Bible just read that to you. None are good. Not one. We're not good people. I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing else. I take the communion of the Lord Jesus Christ because of the blood of Jesus Christ, not because I am good. Oh, but I'm just, I just don't feel like I'm good. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Tough. Let, let me. I, I, there's somewhere. There's a there, somewhere. There's a monkey on the line here. You can't say it's all about Jesus, and I don't know if I'm going to make it to heaven. That is blasphemy. Because what you're saying is Jesus might not be good enough to get me there. You, if it's all about you, then you might not make it. If it's all about him, you better not say you're not going to make it because you're saying Jesus ain't enough. You, That's blasphemy. Right? <laughs> some, of you, some of you are not quite, quite, quite with me on this. All right. How about these words? I'm just such a bad person. Have you ever heard Christians say that? I'm just such a bad person. Well, that's probably true. But you go to church with a bunch of other bad, messed up people too. Right? I'm just such a bad person. Let me me help you out here. The Holy Spirit of God will, will convict you by what we call chastising, to change your ways, the Holy Spirit of God will never, ever say, sit home and sulk in it how bad you are. If you've done something bad, ask for forgiveness and live for Jesus. Don't sit home and think how bad you are. I've literally had numerous people in this church, even of late, say these to me. I'll preach a message. They'll go out of here and they'll say, after that message, I just feel so bad about myself. That's not the point of the message. The point of the message is repent and live right. It's instructions to live by. It's not to go home and say, well, I guess I'm a terrible person. That is a trick of the devil. But here's what I want you guys to see. I'm not trying to beat you up, I'm trying to help you. Here's what I want you guys to see. When you say you are a terrible person, you're saying it's about you. You're saying it's about you. It ain't about you. It ain't about you. This church ain't about you. It's about Jesus. I'm gonna stalk here and have a pity party all day on on that. I'm not a very good person. We don't care. It ain't about you. It's about Jesus. We have a great church because it's about Jesus. If we want to make it about you guys, we don't have a very good church. Yeah. Is anybody with me? But we, these are road signs. So you're going down the road and you're seeing your, coming out of your mouth, I'm just a bad person. I'm, I don't feel like I'm worthy. I, you know, I, I'm afraid if I don't do this, God's not going to love me. I, you start seeing road signs. Like me, you got to say, I, I think I'm going the wrong way. I think I need to turn around. I'm on the wrong road. <clears throat> I did wrong. I'm afraid God's mad at me. Anybody here ever thought that? Did wrong. I'm afraid God's mad at me. Conflict over what I want. When this church, and I think we're we're moving in that direction very rapidly, but when this church gets to where it's not about us, it's all about Jesus, you won't care what goes on here as long as it pleases Jesus. You won't care about the style. You won't care about the method. You won't care about the, you won't care about anything else. As long as we are here and we are exalting Jesus Christ and we are worshiping His holy name, you'll be happy because it's all about Him. But we have a lot of conflict. I didn't get my way. It wasn't the way I wanted it. I don't like this. I like this style. I don't, and all these other things. You know what that is? That's about you. We don't care about you. We care about Him. We're not trying to please you. We're trying to please Him. When we do that, we have church. When we don't do that, we fight with each other. Do you see how... Do you see... Here's what I... I'm I'm not trying to beat anybody up. I'm trying to get you to open your eyes. We tell on ourselves. When you're mad because things aren't the way you want them to be in here, you're saying it's all about me. When you're... I'm such a bad person, and I, you know, I, you're saying it's all about you. When you see these road signs, you need to say, park the car, turn it around, go the other way. You're going the wrong direction. And this one here, I know a lot of people struggle with this, and I, and I know this is kind of, a again, we're all of our flesh is this way. But do you understand trying to please other people is a sign that it's all about you. For number one, Josh taught us in Sunday school, why would I care about pleasing a bunch of dirt? Why would I care about that? And why do I want you to think that this dirt is good? <laughs> it isn't about me, it isn't about you, it's about Him! Him! But we, we really are concerned uh, you know, about pleasing other people. A pat on the back, a commendation, a recognition, all these things. The Bible is clear. That should not be a part of church. Church is not about you being recognized. Church is about Jesus being lifted up. And, and so if we begin to see these road markers, we ought to recognize we're on the ro- wrong road. Pride is a great big huge red sign road marker this says it's all about you. And I don't have time to preach that out. But if you're going down the road and you see that sign and it says pride, you're going the wrong way. You know what pride is? Look at me. My sins aren't as bad as somebody else's. Well, here's the thing. If, if me and Brother Terry both fall down into a mud pit and we're just covered with mud all over and I'm a little bit cleaner than he is. We're both still dirty. That's what we do in the church. Well, I'd never do that. Yeah, but you do a whole lot of other things. Right. So my point is, uh, pride has no place here because it's not about you. It's about him. And when we get that straight, we fix almost all of our problems that we have. So let, let's let look at the other side If you. So if you got that, that is the road signs when you're going the wrong direction. And I think a lot of you say the right things and sit in the church, but you're not living the right way, uh, letting that play out in your lives. So let's look at point number two. What Jesus did. So the first one's what you do. How you live, how you deserve, all things about you. The second thing is about Jesus. Jesus Christ lived a sinless life, and after he lived that sinless life and died and rose from the grave, he said, would you like to have my sinless life? That is the gospel, people. That That is the gospel. Jesus lived a sinless life, never sinned at all, died on the cross, rose from the dead, went back to heaven, and now he says, anybody who would like to come and have my life on their record, come and get it. So I go to heaven because my record says he's sinless. Guess whose record that is? It's Jesus' record. If you get that, you you, you got to quit thinking about you. you got to think about him. And so I go to heaven, so I know I'm going to heaven because I know Jesus Christ is enough to get me there. And when I believe that, it changes everything. Now I have full dependence on what Jesus did I know I've said this before, and not mean to be a broken record, but I really don't get it exactly what some of you think when we sing that song, Blessed Assurance. <laughs> you know how you have blessed assurance? If it's all about Jesus. I can say I know I'm going to heaven, I have assurance, I will make it, if it's all about him. If it's not all about him, I can't say I got blessed assurance. I said, I got got blessed hope. I hope I I make it. Right? Does it make sense? Blessed assurance. Isn't it good to lay your head down at night and know that you know that you know that you know you're going to go to heaven? Not because you didn't mess up. Not because you can't find any sin in your life. Because Jesus is going to get me to heaven. When we know that, we can have blessed assurance. We have great love. Here is the transition. On the first road, when it's what you do, it's all about you and what you can do. When we flip over to Jesus, it's all about Him. Now, we have great love for Jesus because He lived a sinless life and gave it to me. And I get to go to heaven because of Him. So I have a great love for Jesus Christ. So now, guess what? When I get up in the morning and read my Bible, it ain't so He'll like me. It's because I love Him. When I uh, go to church, it's not so he will like me, it's because I love him. When I worship him, it's not so he will like me, it's because I love him. And when I won't lie or cheat or look at pornography or do all the other things I could do, when I don't do that, it's not so he won't hate me, it's because I love him. I love him. It hurts me to hurt him. It isn't that he's going to be mad at me or get rid of me or not have me anymore. It is that I don't want to hurt him because he loves me. He died for me and gave his life to me. And I love him and live for him, not out of, uh, not out of trying to gain acceptance, but out of uh, the, 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 the love and adoration I have for him. <clears throat> Here, here's one. I know this is really, 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 really hard. I, I get this. This is really, really hard. Let me just say, unless you're not human, this is hard for all of us. So, we trust. maybe you're here this morning, and you trust Jesus Christ for your salvation, but between now and when you die, you're not so sure. Does that make any sense at all? I mean, for the billions and billions of years that, that lay ahead of us, I trust him for that, but the next 30 that I have, I'm not real sure about that. But isn't that how we live? Now, if I can trust Jesus to take care of me into eternity, shouldn't I take care of him what happens right now? So, Brother Terry, if I mess my leg up helping somebody out and I got to miss some work, you know what I got to say? He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Brother Alan, when the things don't go the way they should with the doctor, you say, Well, he knows what he's doing. See, there's a, we could go around this church, we could just go around all, all of you people, we could go around the illustration after all the things that have happened, and we say, God, don't you care? But we could say, I trust him. I trust him. I don't really understand what's going on right now. I don't really like what's going on right now, but I trust him, because it isn't about me. It's all about him. Now when you sit and uh, just I'm, I'm trying to help you guys when you sit and sulk about why is this happening, who are you thinking about? You? <laughs> if you're not thinking about you, you're not thinking about what's happening to you. Just think about him, right? You know, we've all had some bad days. We've all had some terrible things happen. We've all went through some some really bad things. But if we keep our eyes on Him, it'll be all right. But we start thinking about us, and we fall into pity parties and depression and sadness and all those things. So it's all about Jesus. This is very important. I've said this so many times, and you guys will amen me when I say it, but I don't know how I get it from here down to here. But this is really important. There is no deception that I am good. Let me say that again. There's no deception that I am good. Now you guys will shake your head and amen me, but do you get that we're no good? Do, Do you get that in your heart? Listen, Gary, your pastor who pastors this church, he lets the Lord down. But the people that I pastor, they let the Lord down. There's no deception in my mind. Oh, I, I, I think, Sister Jenny, I, I think we don't have to worry about her anymore. She's not going to never fail the Lord. No, I'm not deceived that way. I expect her to do that. Am I making any sense with you guys? When we're deceived that we're not going to fail, when we're deceived that we're not bad, then we're going to be surprised, oh, how'd that happen? But when we understand that's who we are, it hurts me, Brother Terry, it hurts me when I fail the Lord, but I'm not really surprised anymore. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Oh, That's about what Gary would do. It changes everything when we, when we start seeing that. There's no deception what others will do. What I want in church doesn't matter. So you guys can paint the walls purple and have, a, a, you know, you guys can do anything you want to here. It ain't about what I want. It's about worshiping Jesus. If you guys want to come out here and sit on lawn chairs and have purple walls and, and, and do whatever you want to do, and we lift up Jesus, I'm going to say glory hallelujah. Is anybody getting this? It isn't about what I want. It's about what Jesus wants. And when we get that straightened out, church just fixes itself. So I didn't figure this out on my own. I'll be honest. I struggled with this message. I wrestled around with it. I rolled and rolled and rolled and just had a terrible time with it. And when I seen this, I just about, my chin hit the floor. I mean, my chin absolutely hit the floor. Because I'm thinking this through, kind of like connecting the dots. I'm thinking this through and I'm studying this thing. I'm running it all through my mind. And then when I, when it dawned on me what I was about ready to preach, I'm like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe this. So if you guys will follow me here, uh, the, the third point, what we can't deny. So you can say with your lips, it's all about Jesus. You can say with your lips, it's not about you. You can say all the things we've said, but there's some things you cannot deny. So I'm just going to go through this list kind of fast. If you want to try and remember this or take it down, but I want you, to, I want it to stick in your head. If th- this is something you can't deny, so it doesn't really matter what comes out of your mouth. It matters how you live your life. If you're on the first road, that's all about you and your way, your life will be filled with worry. Your life will be filled with doubt. Your life will be filled with fear. Your life will be filled with defeat. Your life will be filled with depression and discouragement. Your life will be filled with jealousy and envy. Your life will be filled with bitterness. I'm not beating you up. I just want you to see the road sign. Turn the car around and go the other way. If those are what describes your life, you're living it in, about you. If you turn the car around, it won't be about you anymore. Is anybody following me? Now this is fascinating. It's going to get fascinating here. But you guys are going to catch on before I get to the punchline. <clears throat> if you're living the Jesus way and it's no longer about you but it's about him, so you lay down at night and you know if I die before morning, I'm going to heaven. You have peace. No fear. You know that whatever happens throughout the day, good or bad, Jesus got this. You've got joy. You've got contentment. You've got love for everybody. You just, you just love everybody because, you know, we're all just a bunch of messed up people in this thing together. And Jesus loved you enough to save you, so I love you to all be messed up, and I want you to love me messed up. It's just got love. So we have joy. We have peace. We have love. We have long-suffering. I think this is kind of profound, but I want you guys to get this. If there's someone in our church who's not being what they're supposed to be, there's two options. This is the way I see it. You can see it the way you want to. There's two options. Anybody sitting here, anybody who goes to our church, if they're not doing what their Bible says, they're not living a Christian life, there's two options. Now, i about people who say they're Christians. They either are lost and they say they're saved, so they've never been saved. You know what we need to do? We need to love them and get them saved. Or they are saved and they're still living on the first road. They're on the wrong road. We don't need to hate them, judge them, put them down, shun them. We need to say, get them back on the right road. They're ignorant that they're on, they're living their life for themselves. We need to get them on the road where they're living for Jesus. And you can be saved and be ignorant. You can be saved and still living for self. You can be saved and still living for the flesh. But you get turned around and all that stuff goes away. You can have love and joy and peace and and long-suffering and kindness and gentleness. Is anybody catching on to what I am preaching? Because I didn't catch on for a long time, the first list is the works of the flesh. The second list is the fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter five, right? If you're on the road about you, you're going to be depressed and and sad and worried and and jealousy and bitterness and all the works of the flesh. If you're on the about Jesus, you're going to have love and joy and peace and love, long suffering and kindness and gentleness. <laughs> you guys aren't. Like Josh said, you guys aren't as impressed as I thought you'd be. (laughs) It's a clear marker. Which way you're going? Now I'm just going to ask a question here. I want. I I want. I'm not here to hurt anybody or make anybody mad. I just want to ask a question. Don't raise your hand. But I just want to ask you: Would you rather live with joy or discouragement? Which one? Which one would you rather have? Would you rather have peace or worry? It's kind of simple, isn't it? Would you rather have victory in Jesus or I don't know what I am going to do? It's a choice. You can't have you and have victory, but you can have Jesus and get rid of you. That's all there is to it. Then we have church. I want to make a statement here. You might think this is a little bit over the edge, but I'm going to make a little statement here. I want, you guys, I want everybody to tune in here. At the Sand Hill Church, from this day going forward till Jesus comes back, if this, and and I know this isn't going to happen, but if this church body will make it all about Jesus and not about us, we'll never ever have another fight. Someone say, wow. We'll never have another, we'll never be another argument. There'll be no strife, there'll be no conflict because we don't care. It's about Jesus. But if it's about me and Brother Spike wants something different, I don't like Brother Spike because he wants something different than I do. It ain't about us. It's about him. So would anybody like to go to a church where there's no strife, there's no conflict, we always all get along, and everybody's full of love, joy, peace, and gentleness? Would anybody like to go to a church where there's fighting, arguing, everybody's mad at each other, everybody's always discouraged, always down, worried all the time? Who wants to go to that church? Are you guys? Are you guys getting this? Which church you want to go to? I myself would prefer the the church where everybody's happy and in joy and peace and it's about Jesus. Amen. And it's kind of that simple. You say, Pastor, it's not quite that simple. You don't understand. Yeah, it is that simple. We make it about Jesus. We got a great church. We make it about us. We got problems.
0: Amen. We pray that this message has stirred your soul as you continue on for Christ. If you've been blessed by this sermon, we encourage you to share this podcast with others that we may together embolden each other for the kingdom cause. To listen to Sandhill Sermons live, you can join us Sundays at 11 o'clock on Facebook and YouTube. You can also find additional content such as our Steadfast Studies podcast or the NOYC Godcast for Youth provided by Sandhill for spiritual growth of all ages. These can be found at sandhillfwb.com or on all major podcast platforms. May God continue to richly bless your journey every step of the way.